we're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Right? Joe, are we back? Yeah, we're back. That was a big intro. <laughs> no, no, no. This is it. Joe, when um the band Kiss is fucking groupies, do they wear their makeup or they don't wear their makeup? Um, Gene Simmons definitely wears his makeup. Uh, Paul's, I think Paul Stanley's a handsome man. I He has some girly features. I don't think he wears his makeup. Uh, Peter Chris wears his makeup. Ace Freely definitely wears his makeup. So three out of the okay. four, definitely. Um, now, what about what's his name? What was the guy that replaced uh, Ace? Or no, he, who do you, he, no, Peter Chris, I'm thinking of. He replaced Peter Chris. Uh, what the hell was his name? Yeah. He, he's dead. <laughs> He, uh, he actually, his parents were my neighbors. Yeah, you know what? I think you mentioned that before. Yeah, his parents were my neighbors up in, uh, when I lived up in Sullivan County. He dated huh. a, uh, he dated, I think, a playmate. Um, well, he was some Chris, uh, he was some Chris, he was some Kiss, I'm sure, I'm sure he did. But he, he had the, um, uh, he did, like, the Egyptian makeup. It was, like, an Egyptian design that he did. Oh, why well, can't I think of his name? This is gonna kill me. I want to say he Eric Carr. Eric Carr. That's who it was. Thank you. Thank you. I knew it was on the tip of my tongue. I knew it was like a short last name. Um, He had like cancer or something. Yeah, he he died years ago. Yeah, 91 he died. Wow. I actually was expecting like late 90s, but that's even earlier than I thought it was. No, he was the Fox. Is that what it was? The Fox? It was the Fox. One, I thought someone had like an Egyptian kind of thing going on. They had a few other people in it, but there was Eric Carr replaced uh, Peter Chris. Yeah, and then yeah. someone replaced Ace Freely. Maybe he had the Egyptian makeup that I'm mm. thinking of. And then and now what they do? It's funny what they do is that Peter Chris and Ace Freely are gone from the band, so they just have guys coming in wearing their makeup all the time. They don't even yeah. do their own designs. They just they take theirs. Which always kind of pissed me off. Like, I, I can only imagine, like, they had to sign off on that. Like, they just don't give a shit anymore, and they just kind of let them use their makeup. Because if I was in KISS and I left, uh, I don't want anyone taking my uh, no. my makeup. And I'd want to pick my own thing, too, if I came in the KISS. Yeah. Like, I, I'd want to... I'd want to pick my own. How do you think that came about? Like, do you think... They like, all right, you know, everyone went home and decided what to do. And then Ace Freely and Paul Stanley one day just came and like, what do you mean you have a star? I have a star. You can't have a star in your face. I have a star on my face. I know that you you said that Paul Stanley is a handsome man. I think he is. Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons are not the best looking men out there. Compared to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley is a pretty damn good looking dude. Yeah. Gene Simmons, how Gene Simmons got Shannon Tweed is, well, we all know how he got Shannon Tweed, but yeah, the t- yeah. that that ten inch tongue, but yeah, that, that is, I mean, let me tell you something. He probably got a donger on him too. Maybe, and, and plus he's loaded, which doesn't which doesn't yeah. hurt. So, why do you why do you ask about Kiss? I just thought about it today. I, I was at, my truck is probably almost done with my serious. Uh, like subscription, they give it to you for a few months, and I heard a Kiss song, and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking about it, and I'm actually I have another question, and I, I guess maybe I can ask you on the spot. This is more of a thinking question, but well, let's um, finish ta- finish talking about Kiss. Yeah, let's finish this. 
and so I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm sitting there thinking I'm like and it was it was Lick It Up they were playing Fantastic Lick It Up Fantastic song and that was the first song that they did not have their makeup in in a music video so then I'm sitting there thinking I'm like I wonder if they bang with their makeup on I'm sure they've not thinking about them banging times. but just the fact that they always wear makeup and they are known for banging chicks it just it was a natural progression I, and I will say unpopular opinion time their best music came after they took mm-hmm. the makeup off Mm-hmm. I'll, 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 to the day I die, I will, uh, I will argue that. I think their best music came from Creatures of the Night, which was kind of like the end of their makeup era, all the way throughout the 80s. They just, I think they had just such great songs, and that's just my See, opinion. The problem is, though, it, they were so popularized from the 70s, from like that arena rock type thing, mm-hmm. and probably the stage presence, you know, with him spitting blood and the... You know, all that and the pyrotechnics. That's what made them legendary. But music-wise, and they've always been a band that's had the shaft. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Which is completely discredited. I wouldn't. I hate that. I hate that whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think it's absolute bullshit. I am not a big fan of Ohio. Um, there's reasons why, and it dates back from twenty plus years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, not a big fan of the state of Ohio. And the fact that that is there just adds to the the hatred of Ohio. Oh, well. All right. Well, what's your next question? Okay. Speaking of Kiss, we've got a very smoochy poo episode here. But um, with Kiss, one of my favorite songs by them is not by either lead singer. I always like Beth. Beth, you like Beth? I would say there's only. I think there is only two. (laughs) There's only two, and Beth's one of them. Yes, but do you like bands that have essentially two lead singers? Not a backup vocalist. I'm saying two lead singers. Kiss is one. The Cars, I would consider another. These are mm. bands that have two lead singers. Or they have two singers that I don't, have I don't, had kids. I don't mind it. Um, like Fleetwood Slip- Mac, I think, would be another one. Fleetwood Mac... Would you count Slipknot? Because there was Clown nah, and there was Corey. Cor- yeah, but in, yeah, but Clown, the the guy with the clown mask, always oh, he sang a lot too. Well, he's you know, he screamed. Mm. Yeah. Um. Do I like it? I don't mind it if it's done in moderation. So I guess. I guess. Well, what about Linkin Park? Oh, another band, yes. They technically... That it was really Chester well. Bennington, but it was had, that Asian guy. <laughs> or whatever he was. But the, the, that begs One the question. Hang around. Ha ha. It begs the question, would he count as a lead singer? Because... Or would he be backing vocals? Like, I what would, would that say, count? Yeah, I would say that that... I think there's two lead singers there. Because he doesn't do any, he doesn't do anything else. He doesn't play guitar. He's not a bassist. Well, he Chester, just is up. There. Chester was only singing, and so was this I, other guy. No, Mike. I think he didn't. He do like uh, turntables. I don't think so. Now I gotta or look this the up. Guitar? I thought he did one or the other. He didn't. He definitely did not play guitar. Um, I'll look this up right now. Hold now, on one second. Like, what about this? Now, Mike Shinoda. They originally started out as a a punk band but like the Beastie Boys 
Okay, well, Han, uh, <laughs> I am a, he is the, he, he is the band's lead vocalist, as well as rhythm guitarist, keyboardist, primary songwriter, and producer. So he's pretty much jack of all trades in that band. Now, what would you say? I apologize. I'm sorry. Um, I was taking a drag of my obnoxiously large cigar tonight. Um, no, I, I was saying, like, originally the Beastie Boys were a punk band. Granted, they moved in the rap, but would you consider rap put into this category of questions, if you will, because of having multiple lead singers? Like the Wu Tang Clan has nineteen no, lead because, singers. No, because that's not a band. That's a group. Okay. You have groups, which is like, like remember Arrested Development? <laughs> yes. It's funny that you not say the it show this, on Wikipedia. This is the picture of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's like he's holding the guitar. He's holding a guitar. I thought he didn't play it because every when we saw him live, he didn't play guitar. I think all I seen them three times, and I don't remember him playing guitar once. I saw him three times. Yeah, I've seen him probably about that. Three. Yeah. Um, no, that's a that, rap. Raps are groups. That's a group. Okay. okay. Band I mean, is like a band, like it's a five piece, four piece, or what have you. Um, everyone has so like just, their part. I'm just throwing out the Beastie Boys because fuck the um, Beastie Boys. What's his name? Uh, played the guitar. Whatever. Here's another unpopular opinion. I hate the fucking Beastie Boys. I cannot stand the Beastie, except for um, sabotage. The yeah. only song I've ever liked from the Beastie Boys. I hate Fight for Your Right. I hate uh, Intergalactic Planetary, or the fuck it was called. I can't. I like stand. Sure Shot. I, I like Sure Shot. I, like I hate. Bra- I hate. I hate Brass Monkey. I think it's one of the yeah. most annoying songs I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I, that one. That one. It, it just got overplayed, and I can't take it anymore. I'm just. I just don't like the Beastie Boys. So, in, in your answer to your question, they are a group. Um, so no, that does not count as a lead co-lead singer. Well, it does, but that in this conversation, it's not because it's uh, it's not a band. To, not me, a band. They're, they're, to me, they're not a band. They don't count as a band. So that's just that's just Joe's uh, musical uh, my, perspective. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so I. I, I that, that question went over. I thought that would be a, a, a quick intro question, but that that got us a that got us a good amount of time onto this uh, show already. So we <laughs> should probably get into the, the meat and potatoes we take, of this. We, we killed twelve minutes. There we go. <laughs> All right. So I'm not sure if you uh, realize this, but New York City, you now have to have a cell phone because the last payphone has gotten taken out. You would think that would have been like a um, historical landmark kind of thing, like that'd be protected. Yeah, yeah, I bet no one used that fucking payphone. Crackheads did. Crackheads to, definitely yeah, to used probably it. piss in there and Superman to get changed. Other than that, I can't imagine anyone used it. See, it, it's funny because if well, it was it was kind of I think in like a, a high highly populated area, but payphones are a great thing to, to sell drugs from. Because you can sit there put and the coin put, slot. put it right in the coin slot. Yep. Yeah. Well, now they have to find another way. So where was yeah. this? Uh, where was this last payphone? 
I will find that out for you in a second. But yeah, they took it out. Uh, it, this story is a little bit older, but we haven't recorded it in a few weeks. Um, it's all right. So I'm sure there's uh, a few people out there who listen who um, who haven't kept up with the news in a few weeks. <laughs> um, on May 23rd, so it's about a month ago. Close. It was yeah. removed. It was removed from its post at Seventh Avenue and West Fiftieth Street. Just south of Times Square. Oh, I pissed on that payphone. And it was a it was a dual payphone, one higher than the other. So that that's a that's a photo of it right there. Yep, that's it. Okay. And it, it's weird because I, I haven't been to the city in a while because of well, not only just the rampant crime that's there, and I don't feel like uh, having to deal with that, but also with uh, the kung flu. I haven't gone in forever, but I like. It seems like the last time I was there, I remember there being a lot of payphones. Maybe I'm just mistaken, or it's just I'm thinking mm. of since. I mean, we pretty much like. I don't want to say grew up in the city, but we were in the city every weekend when we were in our youth, and um, I always remember just seeing them. That I might... remember like lighting cigars in them. I remember trying to stay in them to stay warm. You know, like when the wind was gusting. Or it was snowing when we were down there. Yeah, that might like, be... I just always remember a payphone there. It's weird to think that it's not there anymore. Yeah, and and there could be the reason for that could be, like, your memory remembers that, so you think it's always there, but you're probably not really paying attention to the fact that they're not there. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, you're not, you know, when you're down in the city, you're not like, let's look, let's look for a payphone. You're kind of doing what you got to do and going home. Um... I, I don't know. I haven't. I can't tell you the last time I really been in Manhattan. It's been a couple of years, um, and I don't remember actively seeing one. Um, not to say that they weren't there. I also think COVID might have got rid of a lot of them. <clears throat> I think. Uh, I mean, they and that's what I find weird. Like you think, that, I mean, the city is huge when it comes to the density population of it. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed probably there was payphone on every street for them to like. Whip them all out within what ten years, maybe. Yeah, give or take. I, mean, I think. How long has a cell phone really been mainstream where everybody's had it? Say fifteen years. Yeah, I was gonna say fifteen years. That's a good. That's a good estimate. I say two thousand six, two thousand seven is when every pretty much everybody had a payphone. A payphone. Everybody, for the most part, except for Triple D, had a cellular device. Yes. So in 15 years, something that is in the most, one of the most busy cities in the world, gone. It, that's like, that's pretty amazing when you think about it. Because there was probably, I mean, I'd love to know how many, at one point, how many payphones there were in the city. Probably, I, would, I would say, I would say thousands. Well, you got to think. Thousands. Penn, they're all gone. Penn Station, Grand Central alone probably had a, a couple of hundred. Mm-hmm. Penn, why, Grand Central used to have a lot. There was the one hallway that had a lot of them. I think. I'm trying to remember. There was a lot in Grand Central. Penn Station, they were all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so a thousand easily. I would say at least a thousand. So, I bet you even more. I bet that's you what I mean. Was... That's what I said, at least a thousand. Like, that, that's probably the minimum there was. And in that Manhattan. might be just in Manhattan. We're not, I mean, that's uh, five boroughs yeah. we're talking about. Well, you know what it is? It probably became, 
it probably got to the point where it cost more money to keep them there than they were making. Like you, I, I would say within the last couple well, of years, you're lucky if you made fifty cents. With them, you know. Well, I mean, think about how many times have you gone to a payphone and the fucking and the phone <laughs> the phone wasn't there, <laughs> or it was detached. Yeah, true. And it was oh my god, if you want it. <laughs> One of the most disgusting things is a public phone. I can't... I mean, like, did you ever really use a pay phone? Like, I remember using it for... Like... When... In Memorial Park. I used to, um... I used to umpire... At some games at Memorial Park. And I used to use a pay phone to call home and tell them to come get me. And then... Do you remember... And here's another blast from the past. Do you remember when we graduated high school... They gave us, like, some stuff. They gave us, like, these gifts. And one of the gifts they gave us was a calling card. Really? I don't remember. You don't remember that? Okay. Well, I used mine that whole summer. I think it was, like, 30 minutes, and I used it at my, uh, at Mountain Creek, where I worked. Mm-hmm. On days I didn't drive, I'd have to call home, to, you know, for them, to, my parents to come get me when I was doing my shift. So. We used to, when me and the, the king used to go, um skiing we would do 1-800-COLLECT and just be like come pick us up and then hang up and that's how we did it oh okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't really use it I didn't want to charge people for my stupid voice um yeah they're uh so I'm I looking it up right now I'm looking it up as of March of 2015 2015 okay there was 8100 public mm. pay phones in New York City so that was seven years ago. Seven years. 8,000 payphones. So in seven years. Wow. I'll be honest. I'm surprised there was that much in 2015. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot. I mean, that's a that's lot. A, that is a lot. That number surprises me. I thought I thought you were going to say there was 500 in 2015, not 8,500. So that's... I mean, think about it. They had... At that rate, they were taking out almost... Three so three payphones a day, every day. Three payphones were coming out of the city somewhere. Mm. Think of that poor guy that that was like, "Huh, I got a pretty good job here." Seven years later, he's fucking unemployed. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the guy to go around and collect the money? Yeah. Another job gone. Huh. Yeah, I mean, I. I... Now, see, I wonder mm. what they did with all those phones because you know that there's people out there that Junked like would collect these. <laughs> Could be. I'm sure there's some people out there who um who might have a payphone in their garage or basement. Yeah. Or... I mean, you could probably circumvent having to pay for it and just use it as a regular phone. I mean, you'd have to fucking probably disinfect it with eight million gallons of freaking. Oh, I uh, dump the thing in bleach. <laughs> I dunk it in but, bleach and leave it for three days. I mean, think about that though. Like, say that. Think how many prostitutes just called on that phone. You know, yeah, like, hey, yeah. come pick me up. I just got, you know, railed out. <laughs> you know? Hey, Daddy. <laughs> come get me. Yeah, yeah. Every, every phone has thing. a story. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this, too, and uh, I, I was watching Tombstone last night. I was out here having a cigar. I was watching Tombstone. And, you know, the Old West would probably... How many cigars did you have watching that movie? <laughs> no, I only, I only had one, and I didn't finish the movie. Oh, okay. That's a long movie. Um, But think about, like, how many people's great-great-grandmothers were fucking whores. 
I mean, it's just something to think about. It's just something to think about. Maybe. I mean, all these women, what was it, 100 and, not even, it really, like, Tombstone took place, what, 150 years ago, roughly? Okay. Like, the, the fight at the OK Corral? 150 <laughs> years ago. That's, what, four <laughs> or five generations, depending on how long people live? There yeah. are people out here who have great-great-grandmothers that were whores. And, like, a lot of them. Like, everyone, like, goes to the family reunion, they're like, you know, oh, we just did, uh... We just did Ancestry. Yeah. Fucking Aunt Mary there, that fucking prostitute. Like, I mean, think about it. It's just, it's, it's, to me, it's comical that there's fucking, that you have to think about shit like this. Yeah. Uh, and it's not I like, mean, it's when you possible. think about, like, an, when you think of 70s, 80s prostitutes, you're like, oh, they were crackheads. So it's like, I get it. But back then, it was just a way of life. Like, like where, do you, where do you think along the way that went bad? Like you said, like you think prostitute, like think of like the old west. There was yes. always like little whorehouses, and it was like, um, there was like praised, you know, yeah. like oh she's a prostitute, you know, nothing wrong with that. I mean, you go on. Like, I was I was looking it up uh, yesterday. I was looking up all the characters, you know, like Doc Holliday and Wider Wider married a, a whore. Like they all married fucking whores. <laughs> they well, all married yeah. whores. Big Nose Kate. I mean, Big Nose Kate was a prostitute that was banging Doc Holliday. She has a Wikipedia page. She has a Wikipedia page. It's just, it's funny. I, I just, I look at this, I'm like, summon a bitch. So it's, to me, I just, I was thinking about that last night. I'm, I'm sitting here watching, I'm like, this fucking, this lady's fucking great, great grandkids, like, you know, in college right now, like, thinking about feminist fucking, you know, some class where she's getting indoctrinated, and it's like, yeah, you're, your fucking great grandmother was like a fucking bed sheet for anyone who could stick it in her. Makes I sense. Just, Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, well, I'm, I think when it really turned bad is probably your, just even think about this. This, I think the fight, the the gunfight, the OK Corral took around 1878 ish. Mm-hmm. I might be off by a few years. In 30 years later, like San Francisco was a booming city with like big buildings and you know new york city had skyscrapers essentially at that point like we were getting very very modernized Mm -hmm. so i think right around that time probably around the turn of the century the 1910s even probably before that i mean think we went to world war um one 30 years later 40 years later Mm -hmm. in 40 years we went from fucking gunfights and prostitution and you know cattle rustling to world war one i mean like it was I think a lot of shit changed in that 40-year period. Well, when did prostitution become illegal? I would probably say, I mean, every state's different. I mean, let's go to Nevada right now. Uh, yeah, but Nevada doesn't have, it's that county, that one county. Yeah. Is I think legal. a lot of it, probably a lot of it had to do with maybe medicine getting a little bit more modern. Because think about it, too. In the Old West, it was like the doctor was the dentist, was the undertaker. Like, he wasn't really a, a doctor. I mean, he had medical training but I wouldn't want to go there for anything and I think probably when doctors really became professional and they learned about like VDs and like you know syphilis killing people and all this shit is when um it kind of changed so you gotta I mean cause you don't really like yeah you're right like the 70s is like kind of like you see like crackhead prostitutes but you don't hear anything about prostitution in like the 50s 
or the 60s, you know? Like, I mean, I'm sure there were, but you don't really hear any stories about... They should make a show about a prostitute in the 50s. Because, like, 50s is, like, very, like, nuclear family, like, shirt and tie kind of dad kind of thing. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm sure there were, but, like, I'm, I'm curious to see what it was like during that decade... As opposed to, like, you know, now, like, you know, you think of a prostitute, you think of, like, heroin addict or, like, you know, pimps and stuff like that. I can't imagine that stuff was going around and, like, back then. So, that's... Yes, I, I mean, essentially... That's, like, an untapped resource right there. I mean, when you think about it, though, like, the... the for the most part, in the Wild West, it was probably a very, uh... It was probably a very... Well structured thing because it was all done in like brothels. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't women outside the stagecoach or like, you know, at the the corral, like you know, corral lizards, you know, looking for fucking <laughs> Johns. Right. So it, it just, I mean, it just it seems like probably when this is probably how it happened in the you know when the Wild West was the Wild West. And then finally it changed to where it was more, you know, cities were becoming cities and it was becoming more modern. That kind of went away. The, um, I think more of the seediness of life back then. Just think about it. There was opium dens. There was shit like that. Once that all kind of became illegal, they kind of went from it being out in the open to having the go behind, mm-hmm. you know, in the back alleys and shit. And that's when we are where we are. And you know, I mean, heroin, it's funny because a lot of people think like, oh, heroin started in the 70s. It's been around for hundreds of years, you know, and I mean, yeah. even that, like even that, you'd think like your great-great-grandmother was a, was a prostitute. Well, you know what? Your great-grandfather was probably a heroin addict too. I mean, how many great-grandfather, how many kids have great-grandfathers that were heroin addicts, you know, and like... Anyone who, <laughs> if they yeah. played jazz, then definitely... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I getcha. I getcha. But I don't know. I just always like that, uh, I always like that seedy side of, uh, society. I bet you do. Not that I would ever want to be in it. <laughs> you sure about that? But, <laughs> no, no. But, like, all that, it just seems like it's, uh, it, to me it's very interesting. That's where, like, did you ever watch The Deuce? You know, I tried to, and I just, um... I, I couldn't get into it. Like, there was a show that just came out about the Lakers called, um, Winning, Winning Time or Showtime. I forget what it was called, but it was about yeah. the 70s Lakers and how they, you know, they got Magic Johnson they built that franchise. And the way it was filmed was like the deuce, where it was like that very grainy kind of film. Like 8 millimeter type of film? Yeah, kind of like that. And I, I just like couldn't really get into it, and that's and it reminded me of the Deuce, like it was like that kind of filmmaking, and I just kind of bowed out. And uh, same thing with the Deuce, like, I just uh, I think I watched like the first two episodes, and I'm like, you know, this just really isn't for me. You know, so, that, but uh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Do you like if I if I, you know, I can't write because I'm half illiterate, um, mm-hmm. but if I was ever like a journalist or be able to write thing like new you know magazine articles i would love to like interview if they're still alive like prostitutes from the like that are in their 80s now that did it you know at times square back then just to see what it was like just to i mean i'm sure that the deuce was probably a very good uh portrayal of it but just to see like to, to get their actual personal experience of it mm-hmm. 
did that happen? You know, were these mid like like how the, it was portrayed in Deuce? Were these Midwestern country girls who were you know they got off the fucking you know the bus at uh, Penn Station and fucking got picked up and thrown into that? They're probably you know, and, dead. <laughs> yeah, and like <laughs> were all them drug dead. addicts, or were some of them just doing it because of you know? I mean, it's a very interesting. It's sad to say, it's very interesting to me because like were they drug addicts? Were they being abused by their pimps? Were they neglected in their home life and this was a, an escape? Was it a money make? Like, there's there's multiple reasons for, you know, prostitution, especially back then. Like, what was it? Like, because now, I, I, I don't see... To me, I think that... I don't want to sound this way, but, like, prostitutes are essentially at the lowest level of it. Unless you're an escort, where you're, you know, a high-end... Mm-hmm. You have high-end clients and you're making big money on that. But, like, a street-level prostitute has to be a drug addict. I don't see anyone going like, you know what, I make good money out here sucking dick, you know, for 20 bucks a pop in a fucking back of a, you know, pickup truck. So it's, like, what is the tier? Like, how do you... Well, this is, well, this is, this is what it will, and you're right, they go hand in hand, and the reason is because they're doing prostitution so they can buy the drugs. Uh That's what happens, you know, they start doing drugs, and then before you know it, they, they, you know, they do a little something something to, uh, get that, uh, the gram of coke and then before you know it it's like well gee I made all this money and I got this many drugs if I keep doing this and if they, you know they probably start like well I'm, I'll just you know I'll give them a hand job and then it becomes you know a little more and then it becomes sex and then next thing you know they're getting railed out by a train <laughs> it, 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 that's yeah. kind of how it that's how all this shit starts like you know I think me and Big Papa kind of discussed this there's a, there's like a um, there's a tier like it goes Hooters <laughs> Then after Hooters, it becomes go-go dancing. Then it becomes strip clubs. Then it becomes prostitution, and then it's death. <laughs> because it's just kind of like, it's like, wow, gee, I made all this money. Well, I can make more money if I if I take off some clothes. Well, I can make even more than that if I'm laying on my back for five days a week, and then just oh, yeah. there you go. It, that's how it well, happens. And like I even find it again, it, you know, Playboy from the seventies. There's been there was a, I can't think of her name right now. There was one um, playmate, top of the world, got into drugs, ended up like street prostituting and ended up getting murdered. But like, even that, like the progression of porn, like I get why you're doing porn, but then the like, I mean, obviously you can make a lot of money doing it. I mean, the it's not like these, these porn, like, I mean, some of these porn stars now are just as famous, if not more than some actors out there. I mean, some have more staying power. Well, which I mean, I couldn't tell you who does porn anymore. Um, I'm still. No, that, that's the other thing. I, 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 we, I think we could do a whole episode on that. Like when we were, when we were in high school to college, I remember like there was what like eight main stars. Yeah, and I know, I know where you're going with this, and I could tell you why, and that's because of the internet. Yeah, there's just. There's probably a billion porn clips online, so pretty much anyone could be a porn star. That's it. Back then, when we were like in high school and college, you're right. There was like probably the eight big ones. It was like you know Jill Kelly and uh, Jenna Jameson, who was like pretty much like the Pam Anderson of porn. And you know that's who you had. Now it's like any old average Joe can just upload a clip to Pornhub. Yeah, OnlyFans or Pornhub, like it's just out. I mean, there's so many different clips. You don't know who's who anymore. 
So the, the the for me, I don't I don't know any current porn stars, but like that's that's what happened. It's the internet. The internet killed it. Kind well, not 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 maybe killed porn, but killed the porn star. I guess you could say. And like that's the thing. Like I don't know. I, with it being so readily available, I'm surprised that OnlyFans is as popular as it is. COVID. But even that, like, why would you pay for it? Why would you pay for it? There's plenty <laughs> because of there's some, you go because to there's, get... Because there's desperate people out there. Well, think about Think of it this way. Um, it can be, I think, more personal. That, and also, think, like, think uh, who was it? Uh, Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne was mm-hmm. a, is an actress. I think she opened an OnlyFans. Anyone who's like, well, I'm a huge fan of Bella Thorne. Like, I'll pay 20 bucks a month to see her... Uh, to see her naked, it, it's these these lonely guys who just uh, have all this money, have nothing to do with it. Like, hey, I'll throw twenty bucks a month to Bella Thorne. I'll throw fifteen dollars to this model I follow on Instagram. I kind of want to see her get you know get banged or whatever. That's that's basically. And with COVID, like you know, a lot of these models or whatnot, they couldn't really go out and do their thing. So, well, they bought the people to them. That's uh, that's what happened. Now, like, I, I'm wondering, like, I, I don't know, but, like, when you do OnlyFans, do you pay, like, per month or per view or, like, mm. is a subscription like Netflix? You guys just, like, go, ah, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this chick. And then, like, two years later, they're like, shit, I'm still paying for it. And they, I, they haven't looked it. It might years. be. It might. I don't yeah. know. I never signed up for an OnlyFans, so no. I, I couldn't tell you. I thought about starting one, but I yeah. never, I never, you know, I, I, never, I, never, I never joined one myself. I can, I can say that. I can say that proudly, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I never really had to, I never had to go that low, thankfully. I don't know. Like, as I get older, like, I, I guess it's kind of like drinking beer. Like, when you, when we were, you know, 17 years old drinking beers in someone's basement, it was exciting because it was illegal. Essentially, you know, illegal. It was this, it was that. At this point, with something like, you know, those sites I've seen one I don't need like it's not that's 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 what it is yeah but we didn't have all this when we were like growing up yeah this stuff wasn't around like we had a scratch and claw (laughs) to get beer like the internet coming was just like oh my god like I could type in Pam Anderson nude on on Yahoo I didn't even realize this like you can get beer now on uh like what's the I think on like one of the food things like you know how you like uh, you order the food and like they, they send you the, the meals yeah. they send it with beer now yeah you can it, it's very accessible so I'm glad that we got in the all, we, we went on just a wild tangent based off of the sure last did. cell phone we, or the last uh, pay phone we sure did <laughs> but I, this is another question I have but and it's mainly the 80s because you know that's when cell phones started coming out but everyone was using pay phones back then what happened with limos I was watching I was watching Lethal Weapon the other day and like the bad guy like the main bad guy drove in a limo and like you think of like Gordon Gecko, you think of all these people you know where in movies the I guess the status was driving in a limo. Where did limos go? Like now we have them. Like we've we've driven them when we were in Vegas to go to like 
you know, certain places to tow you around. But, like, where is the limo going? It, it almost feels like it's it's gone to the wayside of the pay, of the uh, the payphone. Like, no one drives mm. in a limo anymore, I don't think. Um... Because even even this, like, I, I, I'll watch the, uh, as everyone knows, I Weddings. watch the uh, Housewives with my wife. None of them are driving in limos. They're driving in, like, Denali's. They have a driver, and it's almost like a car service type thing. Like, limos went to the side, and it's car services now, and it's regular regular cars. I, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I mean, first of all, you're, you're kind of banking off Gordon Gecko, who's a fictional, fictional character. <laughs> so... But that's, but can, always the way you, that's always the way you perceive seeing a limo. You always saw it in TV or movies. Miami Vice, well, the bad guy always rode in the limo. Because, you know first I mean? of all, it's probably a lot of money to have a limo. Um, you can't really fit it in your fucking driveway. Like, it's just... I mean, maybe you can. But, yeah, but if you're rich, you would have one. I guess. I mean, maybe they do. I mean, I'm sure Donald Trump doesn't drive around in a Volkswagen. Like, I'm sure he has a limo. You know? Um, but he's like a throwback to that, that. Yeah, you're right. He's like he's an old school kind of guy. Uh, but I mean, think about it. Right now, I can name three three of the biggest action stars from the '80s and '90s: Bruce Willis, Die Hard, um, Lethal Weapon with the um, the first one with, had that with Mel Gibson, and Arnold Schwarzenegger and True Lies. All three of them had limos in the movie. They're movies. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like it was such movies. A, it was such a pop culture thing. Because that's you know why? Saying. Because limo. If you see someone in a limo, if you see a limo, what do you? Maybe not now, but years ago, if you saw a limo, what was the first thing you thought of? There's someone famous in there. And that's exactly where I went. But, why did the famous people get away from limos? Because I don't think famous we need to people. Bring them back. Because famous people didn't have limos. It was just that those are movies. <laughs> You can't really base this off of movies. I think everyone had them. I think every rich person no, had they, them. No, they, they, they probably didn't. <laughs> they probably didn't. If you watch the Oscars, the Emmys or something, if you ever watch the pre-shows, like you see they arrive in limos for the most part. Uh-huh. Because it's like a luxury. It's not like... Uh, it, it, it's not. It's not convenient to have a to own one. Like what? Are you own a limo, but you still have to I'm hire saying. a driver? I'm you not have saying to be, you have to be, citizen. but you have to be loaded, loaded, loaded to have a limo and a driver at, at your beck and call. But that's what I'm saying. Like, because but no one's I mean, gonna take a gonna limo to Shoprite. You know, they, they they take their own cars. But like now, it seems like everyone has private jets. Like that's the new thing: private jets. Everyone has a, a PJ. Why? Do we not have limos? I, I wish we would bring back the 80s. I don't know. You're basing this conversation off of fictional characters, so it's hard. It's hard to argue against. Well, you, that. you just you said it's not that. You said at the Oscars that everyone. Yeah, but they don't own them. They don't own the limos. I'm not saying own it. But and how do you know Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies didn't call up a uh, I need a limo, and he but had a limo pickup? That's what I'm up. saying. Why do we not? Have, why are they not used more? I don't like, know. When we went to uh, when we went to Vegas the one time, we we took a limo down because it's fucking it's, Vegas. <laughs> Oh no! Well, that's because yeah, that's because uh, well, Mr. Mr. Pine Island himself got it. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. We had a. We, I'm sure people were looking at looking in the window, going, "Who's famous there?" And it's us jerk-offs trying to kill a fucking case of beer, getting from here to freaking JFK. You and we did it successfully. You made us kill a thirty pack <laughs> in a forty five minute ride. Did we? I don't think at, we, I at don't, like at like seven in the morning. No, it was at four in the morning. <laughs> there you go. It was at better. four in the morning. 
I literally just woke up like a half hour before that, and I'm drinking a beer. That's how you do it. That, yeah, that's how you do again, it. Again, I'm yeah. bringing back the debauchery of the '80s in that limo. But yeah, okay, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Next time, why don't you take a why don't you take a fucking limo up to the whip this weekend? There you go. Now I got my truck. I got it loaded with wood. Mm-hmm. I got a. I have to sit there and. For the past like five five years that I've been here, I've been just collecting like branches that fallen out of trees in this big pile, and I never had a pickup, so I always had to borrow my cousin's truck, and we would bring stuff up there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Susan was just there. Susan made a guest appearance, making fun of me. Thank you, Susan. Five years. So <laughs> I never had a pickup. Now that I have one, now I can. Now I got a, I. You should see it. It looks like there's a, a, uh, you know, when you put the cap on the back of a truck, it looks like that, but it's a tarp, and it's literally loaded with wood that I'm going to bring up there and just throw in the fire pit. Yeah. Because I need to get rid of this shit. It's everywhere. Right. And I still got more in the back. It's just, it's like the never, like, we we don't even have that many trees in our yard, yet there's fucking branches everywhere. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh... So. But I don't know. I, for, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you with the limos. I, I, I think it's just a. Uh, I think you're basing it off of a fictional thing. Um, I think limo, limos are still used quite frequently, especially weddings. Yeah. Uh, it proms, like weddings and, sweet sixteens. Yeah. Like they're doing okay. They, they, yeah, because you want to look fancy, and I think yeah. that's the whole purpose of a limo. It's not to own it and to use it all the time. It's to, all right, I need it for a special event and. I'm going to use this and, uh, you know, pay for an hour. And that's, but if uh, I had Elon Musk money, I would, I would get, and I'd get like a, he, an obnoxious 80s one. He might, I mean, yeah, maybe. He might I would have get one, one with that with that boomerang on the back. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, okay. Yeah, I would get, I would get the most, of, and like white. Like the, <laughs> I would get the most obnoxious looking one. You know what my mom told me year, when she used to work in the city? Long time ago, long, long. I'm talking about early '80s. She used to see. Um, she said she would see Sergeant Slaughter's limo. Because really? it was it was it was camouflage. It was all camouflage. And you got it. I mean, back then they were always at Mass Square Garden, like probably like every other week. So she would always see Sergeant Slaughter's limo because it was just full. Of, it was, was that full. when he was fighting Pat Patterson in the street brawl? Probably, yeah. So, but I remember she used to tell me that, and I used to think, "Oh, wow, you must be loaded." But Sergeant Slaughter's not loaded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he's. I mean, maybe he is. He has that GI Joe money. That federal pension. That, he that, gotten that federal pension. You know what? He might. He actually might be loaded. So I take that back. So, but um, yes, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a luxury, and I think it's just something you use when you uh, you want to look fancy, but you're not necessarily fancy. So, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out. I think he is loaded. I just I just said I took that back because you gotta think he he was in the military. He didn't really have a long career. Didn't have a long career, but fucking GI Joe money, man. I mean, you gotta That's think true. any commercial you saw for GI Joe in the '80s, he was in it. He was he was he was the GI Joe and GI Joe was top tier toy. So yeah. you got to think like they probably paid to use his likeness. Action figures, yeah, yeah. the action figures of GI Joe and wrestling. I mean, he probably had a lot of income coming in. So whether he's, I don't the, think he's the cartoon and everything. Exactly. So he might 
I mean, I don't know if he's loaded now, but he in the 80s, he probably could afford to use a limo. So, so there you go. And again, like I said, he didn't have a long career. I know he was doing a lot of backstage stuff, but yeah. he didn't have a long career. He would do the sporadic events afterwards. But yeah, he, for his, I mean... He had like a Jesse the Body type of career. Maybe it was, it was a very short one. Mid-70s to early, very early 90s, mm-hmm. I want to say. So, yeah, I, guess, I mean... Compared to how wrestlers wrestle now, no. But back then, I mean, if you think about it, like wrestlers didn't wrestle that long. We're really, we're really going months. off subject. <laughs> I can oh, yeah. I can go on and on about this one. This is the tangent show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you if you I mean I, I don't want to really steer too much away from the show, but if you think like I always kind of think about this, like Hogan's big run was only eight years, nine years. In WWF. In WWF. So, 84 to 92, 93. Back then, it seemed like a lifetime. Nowadays, I mean, think about it. Eight years ago was 2014. Doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. So, it's... And it's it's weird, because when you think about him, too, in... Probably from, what, like, 76? 76 to 78 to 83, 84... He was in so many promotions. I mean, he really. That's how it was back then. You you jumped yeah. when you when one promotion kind of. But like you, he was, all, and he was all over Japan. You, you know, like, that's the territory thing. Everyone was like yeah. that. You stayed one place for a couple months after your storyline was done. You kind of moved on to the next town, kind of thing. There was no like. That's what WWF did. They kind of. Um, signed people to contracts, and that kind of ended that. That's what killed the territories. But back then, like, everyone, John, if you ever watched, like, I told, I think I mentioned on the show a couple years ago, I started watching the old um, Mid-South Wrestling shows. Well, it would have been the only one who really mainstayed in there. Yeah. And you would see a guy for a couple weeks on the show, and then he's just gone. Like, he's just gone. No mention of him being gone whatsoever. He's just gone. And then you look it up, and he goes, oh, this guy moved here, and he went to Texas. Then this one went to Minnesota, and that's kind of how it was. You just jumped from territory to territory, and that was business. You just kind of kept yeah. moving. You know, you started fresh somewhere else. Like, you could really be a jobber one place. Like, Rick Rude. Rick Rude was a jobber in Mid-South, and then he moved on to, like, uh, I want to say it was WCC. W or I, I'm probably wrong. Yeah, but then, to, I think he went to Von Erich. Yeah, he went somewhere over there, and, and he be, he became a bad guy, and he actually got like a bit of a push there, and then he started fresh somewhere else, and then that's kind of how everyone did it. So that's uh, that's why. Um, well, I guess I guess we can kind of jump right into to the wrestling thing. Um, I know you don't really know anything about this, but uh, so the big news that broke today is um. Vince McMahon is being investigated by the board of directors of WWE um, because uh, he they looked into some stuff from a, an email. Uh, how do I start this? So uh, basically, he had an affair, had an affair with a uh, woman who turned out who's a par- who was a paralegal for WWE, and he paid. It's like re- last. It's like within like last couple of years, kind of thing. And he gave her hush money and, oh, a, really? and an NDA. Whole thing was consensual. Like, they had, like, a, a relationship kind of thing. And he gave her hush money. She freaked out. She quit. A friend of hers emailed 
I guess the board of directors in WWE mentioned this was going on. Now they're kind of looking into it. <clears throat> and I guess what they're trying to figure out is, did he pay with his own money or did he pay with the company's money? So, um, either way, in this day and age, it doesn't look good. And it, it, there's a chance you could definitely see him being forced to kind of step down. Um, and earlier this month, Stephanie McMahon sort of took a quote-unquote leave of absence. And a lot of people at the time thought that, like, because Hunter Hearst Helmsley had a heart attack, her husband. He had a heart, oh, attack, he had a heart attack, like, earlier in I the year. He had a me- medical thing where he couldn't wrestle anymore. Yeah, well, he had a heart, like, he almost died kind of thing. So a lot of people thought like she's stepping away to kind of like be with her family and take care of him. But now all this stuff's coming to light and now everyone's thinking, well, maybe she kind of saw what was going on and wanted to kind of distance herself away from it. So it really should be interesting what happens. I mean, there's a big chance that he might not be uh, part of um, this company that he helped create anymore, which would be just really crazy because he's synonymous with WWF and there's a chance now he might not be. So, yeah. Not to sound this way, but good for him. He is 76 years old, and he was, uh, he, uh, I guess his fling was 41. Have you seen him lately? He looks terrible. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he looks awful. I mean, he, he's, an old, yeah, he's, he's an old man. Yeah, he's an old man. He's an old man. So and he was married to Linda since 66, so they are, what, almost 60 years married. And I read somewhere today that, and again, this is all rumors and shit, but they haven't really been together. They're still married, but they're not, like, together in, like, quite a while. But, um... um now, but, who would take over? Would they have a... There's a guy... Was he, was he, what was his what was the official title? Was he president? It was CEO. Mm-hmm. He was a CEO. Like he, I, I don't know how it worked. Like now, I, like it's a public company, so I don't know if like he tech, like he owns a majority of it, but he doesn't own all of it. I don't think. So who? That's where, you know, let's put it this way: if we ever become Joe Rogan, I don't want us to have a board of directors. I, no, we're the board stayed. of directors. Well, we that's that's what happened. With this, you know, they went public. They became way too big. So it's but it's just it's too much shenanigans going on. Because, you know what, you get a board of directors, they can just be dicks and be like, you know what, you're out. And it's like, exactly. well, I, I, I made this company, like, he literally made it what it is today. Yeah. Because, again, we, we'd still be in the territories, which, not to sound this way, might have been better. Um, Yes and no, because who knows if wrestling would have survived that way. Like, he, you gotta think, like, what he did, he took a territory company... He got that big star, and he made it worldwide. Like, he... I mean, think about what... I mean, if you think... If you look at 80... The early 80s and what wrestling was to what it is now... Like, he oh, uh, did yeah. that. It's a global phenomenon now. It is. Like he And he did that. He built this company up. I mean, it was already there, but he built it up to just... I mean, WWE is like NFL. Yeah. When you think of football, NFL... You don't think of XFL, you don't think of USFL, you think of NFL. And when people see think wrestling, you think WWF or whatever, WWE or whatever you want to call it. That's, it's synonymous, synonymous with the term wrestling. So, in- I think, I think though, if there was a good territory, and I'll give you an example of why I think you could. I think if you had a good territory with 
good storylines and financial stability. And that's where, that's the key word I'm going to use for this. You can make it work and I'm going to give you like right now you have a bunch of smaller, um, organizations, if you will. But the one that kind of really, I think made everyone rethink it was ECW. Hmm. But even they tried to expand out of that. Yeah. They got the TV deal and end up sinking them actually. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was actually reading this today. For some reason, I got in the, on the Paul Heyman, and I was reading, and like everyone says that he is, if not even more influential than Vince McMahon. Yes and no. They're saying that they're they're like the. He is. If you if you had to pick like the the Mount Rushmore of like organizational managers, it would probably be Jim Crockett, obviously. Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman, I would put up there, and I don't know who the fourth one would be. Mm. Maybe uh, who's the one, the the Chinese guy, uh, Antonio. Antonio Noki, maybe yeah. for New Japan. Yeah, from New Japan. Maybe that, that would that would be my that would be my that would be my Mount Rushmore. Paul road. Heyman, here's what Paul Paul Heyman. He got where the wrestling, eighties wrestling wasn't transitioning well in the nineties. It just you know, it just you know, '90s became is a very angry decade, and yes. Paul Heyman kind of got that, and he knew what the audience wanted, so he created this this vision he had. Uh, well, this is he, and he saw these. It, he saw like how Japan was, and Japan was like very like hardcore and violent, and he helped bring that over to the states. And maybe not wrestlers who are the best, because if you really he, look at the ECW roster. No, I mean, most of them were garbage. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, Sandman, Sandman, he found, like he found in the bar, I think. <laughs> I yeah. think the story goes. But that's what he, and that's another thing he was very good at. He's very good at character development, and that's why a lot of people, yeah. like, they, they used him as a mentor, I guess, to, like, you know, build their characters. And he took these guys, he hid their weaknesses, and he just promoted their strengths. Like, Sandman's a, a great example. Like, dude can't wrestle. But he's a great brawler. Give him a stick, let him bleed, and people went nuts. And he became probably the most popular guy in that organization. And that goes for a lot I mean, of when people. When you really think about it, like ECW had four guys that were what I would consider athletically jacked mm-hmm. for, for a wrestler. Shane Douglas, Candido, Malenko, and Benoit. And those, But those guys also started elsewhere. Elsewhere, yeah. Either Stampede they were tra- they were, or NWA. They were professionally trained wrestlers. Right, right. Um, but so yeah, he um, he knew where the audience was going, and he read that, and he gave them what they wanted. And but what happened with Bully Ray? Uh, Bully Bubba Ray was on that Steve Austin podcast, that show on the uh-huh. WWE. I don't know if you ever watch it. I highly recommend it because. I, I watch a lot of the older wrestlers when they're on because they tell such great stories. And the one thing he says is that ECW was not meant to last. It was meant to kind of like kickstart and just like get eyes open, but it wasn't gonna. It wasn't something that was gonna last a long time. How could you? I yeah, mean, you because were there was there was no. Up, you were killing your your that, and there was no money really. Like a lot of the guys never got paid a lot of the time. Never got paid. Yeah, yeah. Heyman was a shyster. When he yeah, came that. and you know they tried doing this TV deal with TNN, and it's it sank bad. And it, was that's it TNN it, or it, was it was it USA? No, it was TNN. Okay. It was TNN. 
because what they did was they ended up dumping ECW because uh, USA and WWF couldn't come to the like, contract negotiate like, the, the deals fell through so they took WWE because you weren't watching at this point but for two years Monday Night Raw was on TNN it wasn't on USA anymore so they came over they kind of pretty much got rid of ECW TNT TNN TNT wanted nothing to do with wrestling yeah the national the national well yeah it was called the national network yeah so that's uh, that's kind of what happened okay but uh um yeah so that's kind of that's what happened with that but for Vince McMahon he uh if he steps down the president is this guy called Nick Khan who got hired maybe a year ago they say he might kind of take over no relation to Tony no relation it's very yeah same last name which is very odd but no relation but who knows there's been talk of him selling the company for about a year now um I, I don't know now where's Shane he comes and goes. He was just that Royal Rumble, but he—I think he's more of like an on-screen kind of guy now. Like he, really? yeah, I think he—he he has like his own businesses. I think. Huh. Hmm. So yeah. <sighs> um, well, speaking of the '90s, <laughs> Rage Against the Machine. Tom Morello. I got a big problem with this. I never, I never liked Tom Morello, but why don't you like him? I think he's a okay. jackass, first of all. But yeah, well, all of them are. I, I just, I, I, I used to like the band because they were angry and it, it transitioned well with us in our, our youth. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm listening to, what am I listening to? I forget what it might have been. Um, Turbo on Sirius, and Memorial Day weekend, this cocksucker, this fucking piece of shit. He, I guess he has his own show on there. He's like a DJ on it. And he, during Memorial Day, he had an anti-war program. I'm like, how in fucking bad taste is this? Like, I honestly want, if I didn't have it for free in my car, I would have, I would have canceled it immediately. Like, I was fucking fuming. I, like, like, if, like, words, I, I, as I can't even spit out words right now is how angry I was then I was like ready to punch the fucking steering wheel and like it it just it got me so angry about this this fucking guy he you know he's in a band okay he's made millions of dollars and granted he's talented I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it away from him on the talent end he's a very talented guitarist but to sit there and have shit like this and for this company to sit there and promote this at, at that point I'm like this is another company. I'm as soon as my subscription's done, I ne- I never plan on. If they call me up, I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna say it to them because I know that they call my wife like when her um, subscription's getting done mm-hmm. and they try to have her renew. They send the letters and everything. I'm gonna if they if, I pray that I get the phone call. Wait, what? What he do? I, during Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. A few weekends ago, he had he was programming the show like he has his hour two hour block and it was anti war songs. Well, you know that Rage Against the Machine is anti, like, America. Yes, they're anti-everything. Yeah, they're anti-government, yeah, anti-everything. So again, why are you surprised? I'm not surprised, I'm pissed. That you let, that they let that go on? That they let shit like that go on. Like, what kind of fucking company are you? Mm. I mean, it, it just, it, and to me, it was such poor taste. It's just, like, 
you know, if you want to do it yeah. for, if you want to do it for, uh, you know, when like the week Vietnam started or you know anything like that, any any war that you didn't really like, you know, that's one thing. But uh, that'd be like fucking them playing on the week of nine eleven, playing like uh, Al Jazeera fucking music. Like I, 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 I just it got me so fucking angry. I'm telling you, like you hmm. scumbag. And I get he's an asshole, he's an anarchist, and all that shit. But like to do it then, to do it the week, like, and it's memorial, like Veterans Day. I get because it's veterans. Memorial Day is for the ones who died. Like, yeah, that that real like you you pretty much told every fucking person that that sacri- that made the ultimate sacrifice. Like, fuck you. Like to me that that when I heard it, that's what I thought. I'm like, you fucking scumbag. Like, yeah, that just. That I agree. I'm with you on that. I was I was enraged against the machine. Yeah. Just poor fucking taste. Poor fucking taste. I mean, just it. it, And for the most part, I don't think it's you're playing music. Mm -hmm. You have. They're not known for their DJs. They don't have commercials. They don't have shit like that. So for you to sit there, it's like they, so like what fucking program boss or what what music director sat there and said, oh, this will be a good idea, and like allowed him to do this. And if you know if he and if he brought this up and they agreed to it, shame on them, shame on them. Or is it someone, or is the company just a, a woke fucking company that said, yeah, this is cool? I don't. Mm. Yeah, well, I agree with you on that. I agree with you on. on it's bad taste as far as the company I think it's I mean, just I, know they got that I, I think jerk I, fucking Howard Stern on there and everything no fuck, but, fuck Howard Stern um it being woke is like the cool thing to do that's yeah. what it is and that's this that's the society that we live in now is that it's cool to be against the government it's cool to be against war and uh and listen, it's a bad. shame. War's bad. It's bad, but not to respect shit on the, the respect people the people. Died. Yeah, exactly. It, it, These it, people uh, died for us to sit here and say and fuck America. Shit. Yeah, that yeah, that's what it is, and that's um, that's what's sad. You know, there's no respect for the military and, and Memorial Day. Like I, I always kind of say this. Like everyone's like, oh, Memorial Day barbecues, and I'm like, yeah, that's all good and stuff, but. Remember why? Like I'm sure you have family that were in the war. My grandfather was in Korea. He was a veteran, a very proud veteran. You know, he won medals and st- won medals. Actually. He earned medals, I should say. I'm sorry. So, I always reflect on that a little bit on Memorial Day. I think about him, and I think you know we have some friends who are in the military currently in the mil- military. Um. And I feel my father was in the military. Yes, my father-in-law exactly. Was in the military. So, he was a, he's a Vietnam vet. So I, I feel like that's been lost. Yeah. Memorial Day's become more of like it's, let's go to the shore. Like it's you know it's the kickoff for summer, and yeah, I guess you could kind of say it is, but it, that's not why it's Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day because that's a day for us to kind of honor our veterans and um, just reflect on these people who gave their lives to make sure that we're free. And, and you said something very, you said something very, uh, just, literally just a few, few seconds ago. You said something very profound, I guess you could say. We live in a society now where everyone wants to 
win medals and receive medals and this and that. No one wants to earn a medal. And that's what the, that's what veterans did. They earned medals. They didn't they didn't go out to win medals. You know, no one sat there and said, "Oh, I want to win a medal. I'm going I'm going to go out and get a purple heart." They earned it. My gr- my grandfather well, always said that, that was that was I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I can't. That might, have been, that might have been my favorite line that you've ever said on this podcast. Thank you. It was the most profound thing I think. You, not to not to diminish everything that you've said, but that might have been the most spot on way that you can look at society now. My my grandfather, he um, up until like the last couple of years he was alive, he never talked about his time in war, ever. Yeah. And the my one, father-in-law, same way. Yeah. Uh, last couple years he was alive, he started telling me some stories and stuff. I never really, I never grilled him about it because I let him tell me. Um, and one of the things he always said, he's like, real soldiers never talk about their medals. Uh-huh. And my, he had a few. He had a silver star. He had a purple heart. Uh, he had something else. And I, I don't remember. Maybe it was a bronze star. Uh, but he never, he never talked about them. And I always, I always respected that because, like, if you talked about it, you're bragging about it, mm-hmm. you know. And he, he never talked about him up until the day he died. I never heard him really talk about it. The only reason I knew he had medals because my dad, my dad told me, but he yeah. never, he never really talked about him. And I always, I always really liked that. That to me is just something like you know, I did what I had to do, and it's over. And I kind of want to keep it in the past, and I'm not going to really talk about it. And that's, that's kind of what he did. So, um, but as I was saying, you don't really, that's lost. Because you know why? Because we have a generation of fucking pussies that are now yeah. growing up and, and don't get that. They, when they think of war, you know what they think of? They think of not the 9-11 and all the shit with Bush and all that crap. That's what they grew up with. They didn't grow up like me and you with, you know, Vietnam was still kind of fresh in the 80s and 90s and then Desert Storm. Yeah, they don't think about that kind of stuff. They see, oh, well, war, you know, we went over to get oil. It's like, well, you know, look where we're at now. <laughs> I bet you yeah. fucking wish we had oil now, don't you? <laughs> and see, like that, and, and we've talked about this. How I always wanted to join the army, I couldn't join it. Right. Um, like again, I want—I didn't want to join the army to win medals. I wanted to join the army to serve my country. You know, to me, that's a very proud uh, occupation. It's a job. You know, it's a very proud thing to do for your family, for your, you know, for yourself in regards to the selflessness of it. And that, again, where you come and say that, where you said that people want to uh, win medals, that, that, like I said, that, 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 for as mad as I was at Tom Morello, that kind of made me happy the way that you said that. Because yeah, it's good. true. Yeah. And it, it just, it's sad that we, that we live this way. Like, you get these people, and I, I hate social media when it comes to that because you go on there and you like Rob Reiner fucking talking fucking. I just I want to take him. And he's a donut fucking. And his fucking he's a goddamn hippie. Yeah, he's a fucking just, hippie. And like that—that's what bothers me too. Like, where did the disconnect come from? Like that baby baby boomer generation to in you know the the fifties and sixties to the mid sixties where everything started shifting. And again, it's like the downfall of society. I mean, I when know. you really... It's become, you know, it's, 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 it's this hurt feelings bullshit. You don't want to make anyone cry. You don't want to make anyone sad. Let's give everyone a trophy. It doesn't matter who won. Let's give everyone a trophy. If my kid comes home with a participation trophy, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break it. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say, you didn't earn shit. 
This is this sucks. You came in last. Cause, and know what, that, know what that turns out to be? Turns out to be you don't want to win. You don't have a drive anymore. Because you know, I'm just going to get a trophy at the end of the season, so fuck it. I'll just swing at anything that comes my way if I'm playing baseball or softball or whatever. Or I'll like score. I'll just kick the ball once and not follow up on it if I'm playing soccer. There's no... You're going to create a bunch of people who have no drive. And it's going to kill any competition or kill any kind of drive in these in this youth who are now being raised. I hate the fact that these participation trophies. Yeah. I hate it. Everything. I mean, it's everything with society now. When like right now there's a big thing with like all this like I was sitting there watching, we were we were at work and on the TV, like we just had the TV on and there was a commercial on for Discovery Plus and it was like generation drag and it showed like older people, but then there was like a little kid in there that was like nine years old participating in drag things and then we see all this stuff you know with the, the anti-gay bill or whatever it is in florida all this shit if you would have brought this up even five years ago people would be like enraged what the fuck happened in the like it, i don't want to say it was trump but like because he, he's one man and you know what he i think he elicited a lot of anger but where did I get being angry at him for whatever reason. You don't like his bravado. You don't like his persona. You don't like all that. But where did it go? Like, I understand hating. Some, like, I hate Tom Morello right now. I'm not going to sit there and, and, and burn down fucking music stores or fucking, you know, crash my car into a music venue. Mm-hmm. Where did we go to where there are people that actually think that way because they don't like it? Like, I mean, when I saw this commercial, I like, again, I got like... I got, like, fucking pissed at work. I was, like, screaming about it. Because I'm like, what the fuck? Five, ten years ago, these people would have been, like, they would have been considered pedophiles brought out in this. And now it's like we're teaching this in school and no one's going, what the fuck is wrong? Like, what what is going on here? Well, I will say it definitely was more than five years ago. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is because of... Um, <clears throat> There's a, there's a bunch of factors. I think um, I think the whole process of bullying is, and don't get me wrong, bullying bullying sucks. And I'm not I'm not for it, but I think that kind of has something to do with it. Like uh, I'm trying to I'm trying I had I'm trying to like put these in the words and I can't. It's a lot of things. I think. Um, yeah, you know what? I, forget it. I don't know what I'm, I don't I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I'm going to throw my conspiracy theory hat into this. I think a lot of it is what they're pumping into these kids. That, um, I think a lot yeah, of it is that's part the, of it too. The, the foods that we eat, the vaccine, vaccines that we get. Like A lot of these vaccines have DNA from stuff in it. And you know what? I'm a boy, and I'm getting filled with a vaccine that might have DNA from a girl. Now I'm sitting there going, well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I should grow a pair of tits. Maybe I should cut off my... Like, it, it's rewiring your brain. And I don't know, again... This is just my total conspiracy theory on it, but it seems like this is it. My cousin, um, he just told me today, this is a 45-year-old guy. Out of nowhere, at 45 years old, he might even be older than that. He might be near 50, but out of nowhere, he's gotten a weed allergy. Like, he's eaten wheat for 50 years, and all of a sudden now, hmm. he's got a weed allergy. Like, how the fuck does that happen? Like, how do, like, hmm. I, I, I don't understand it. This guy's tolerated wheat. He, he and we're talking farmers, so like, when it would be uh, harvest time, when it would be, we'd be screening onions, bagging onions for layman's terms. Um, my aunt would come there with 
and fucking bread, and we would eat fucking uh, sandwiches. Bread was bread was a staple uh, every time. My grandfather, his 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 grandfather, our grandfather that we shared, every fucking night, a piece of bread with butter on it. Like we we ate bread. We ate wheat. We yeah. ate all this shit. Where does all of a sudden, boom, he gets this wheat allergy mid, in his midlife? It, it, it's it's. Yeah, that that I think, I think a lot of it is. The, I'm not trying to sound this way, but like a lot of it is because the government pushes certain things. We get into this. It might be because you never heard that grown that and peanut allergies. Like it mm-hmm. got to the point where now you can't bring peanut butter and jelly to school anymore. I'd be fucked because that's what I, oh, that's all I bought <laughs> for about eight yeah. years every fucking day. You can't bring peanut butter and jelly. There's a weed allergy. It's it's all the, these things are so new. This had to have come from somewhere. And you might well, be onto something. Like it might have something to do with like what we're putting our, into our bodies. Because did you hear about a kid in second grade? Like this, so he's allergic to peanuts, so no one can bring peanut butter here. Or, no. or I never heard there, that. There was never autism when we were kids. There was kids. We, there we was. It was. They were hyper. They were hyper kids. Well, that's the thing. There were <laughs> because if you look back on some kids that we went to school with, there's. There, some kids were obvious, but it, it. I was watching. What was I watching? What was I watching? Oh, America! I was watching America's Got Talent, and these two guys come up and like, yeah, we're we're both autistic. And I'm looking at him like, you don't you don't look autistic. You're not doing anything. He's one guy was like, I'm an autistic-y. introvert. What was that? Autistic. Yeah, he like, like I have an uncle who's autistic, and you could tell he's autistic. You know, and, and 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 I'm not saying that in a bad way. It just, but it shows. And even like uh, some people, are like, well, he's on the spectrum. Like, what is like, so what does he do? Well, he's there's certain things that they do, and I'm like, but like, why is that labeled as as autistic? Everything now, and I've said this a million times on this podcast. Everything now has to be labeled like you have yeah. everything has to like a scientific term to it I mentioned this uh, one kid I saw at like a birthday party she got like the crap kicked out of, she kicked the crap out of some other kid and I was talking to my wife and she goes oh well she has uh, something 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 I forget what it was I'm like what is that because oh she doesn't really listen well that's an asshole <laughs> okay that's not that's not a that's a kid who wasn't raised right that's a, that's a dickhead yeah. that's not that, that that's not a, a fucking scientific term the kid doesn't listen because the kid probably wasn't raised right like stop what, making excuses get, for these fucking t- beat like we did exactly and that's another thing like I, I mean we grew up in an era of like the belt and the wooden spoon and that's gone you can't I, you can't I, raise your hand I told to a kid story anymore. at work the other day I think it was my fifth birthday. It might have been my fifth or my sixth birthday. I get, I'm literally sitting in the spot where it was. Right now, I'm sitting because you know my backyard. There used to be a door where, where my sliding door is. It's, it wasn't there. There was an, like an actual like open, open, regular open door, and there mm-hmm. were stairs going down. I'm sitting in the exact spot, and my uncle brought out this big box. It was a big fucking box it was a i think it was a refrigerator box okay so i'm sitting there as a five-year-old you're like what do i got here do i got the the aircraft carrier from gi joe <laughs> circle back on that but i so i i go in there it's filled with newspaper and i'm digging in it i you know they tilt it over so i'm like literally inside of it i'm pulling all the paper out i'm pulling all the paper out in the bottom of it there was a belt like a big belt like mm-hmm. it was his belt and he uh 
He's like, remember when you were an asshole like two weeks ago? He fucking hit me with the belt. That was my gift. I got a fucking beating on my birthday. You know what? I deserved it because I was an asshole. I was an asshole. You know, it's not child abuse. Statue of limitations are over. I don't really care. But again, looking back at it, 35 years later, I deserved that. I deserved getting my fucking ass beat with a belt. Because yeah. I was a dickhead. And kids don't have that nowadays. No. No, you can't. You can't do it. You know, my, my mom says, my, my, my mom, um, cousin Jeff's mom, and another, she's a cousin, we call her aunt because she's older, but all of them grew up together. There's, like, all of our, everyone in our, me and Jeff's age, all their parents all grew up around the same time. They were all within, like, two years of each other. And one of the cousins, she was, they called them slow. She And she's actually extremely intelligent. Like, when it, she rents out the farm... Mm-hmm. It was her brother's farm, or it was her father's farm. Her brother took it over when he died, but they own it still, and they rent it to my cousins. At the at the beginning of the month, she is on it. Like, I need I need the rent money for it. This and that. Like, she's on it. She knows what she's doing. She worked she worked for social security uh, social services at the at the um, old age home. Like, had a job, all this, but was considered slow. Was in special classes back then. Mm-hmm. Like when we were in school, we. When we were in high school, there was a few handicapped kids um, who had mental retardations. They, these were legit, like, handicapped kids. Mm-hmm. They were in those classes. Now, every kid's in these classes. Yeah. My daughters are both in those classes because they, they, they're not good at reading. One was not good at reading. One was not good at reading comprehension. Mm-hmm. So they, because they weren't 90 students, they put them in there. It seems like anyone who's not an A student gets put in these classes. Like, I... Yeah, and you're right. Like, and I think about that. I'm like, would I have been in one of those classes? Oh, and I would like, definitely been. And we called it resource when we were in school. Yeah, we it, did. I was not good. I was not That's good right. in um, reading. So, I think Likewise. maybe during fifth or sixth grade, I had to leave school because I went to the school across the street, St. Mm-hmm. Stephen's. I had to go to the middle school where you guys were for resource to to do extra reading. Like it was during like music class, where you know no one gave a fuck. So. I would have to go there, and, and for 45 minutes, I would sit there and just read and read and read and read. Mm-hmm. And it didn't help because I still haven't read. I, that was probably the last time I read a book was that fucking class. <laughs> but, again, I have a career. I've made a good living for myself. But when it comes, I'm, I'm probably damn near illiterate. Yeah. When, I, when I write, I write like my daughters can read it because it's, it's that that simple, if you will. I don't write big words. I don't. I try not to say big words. Obviously, on here, people have heard me say big words, and I probably butcher the shit out of it. But that's the way I am. But again, we we've broken down this whole thing with society, where everyone's got to have. You're right. Everyone's got to have a label. Yeah. Everyone's got to have a label. Yeah. It's just it's it's ridiculous. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's move on because we're, we're coming toward the, the well, close. Our next tangent. Next tangent. This is all you because I don't know who this is and <laughs> Fauci. Everyone knows Dr. Fauci. Everyone knows COVID's done. Everything's done with this. Yeah. This is the guy who praised masks. Well, he he, he flip flopped. Masks are good. Masks are bad. Double mask, triple mask, eighty-seven masks. You, you look like a fucking duck. She had so many masks on. Get vaccinated, boosters, this, that, and the other. This asshole gets COVID. Good for him. Good for him. He is it. Him, uh, who else got it? I think Pelosi just got it. All these fucking people, they got COVID. And you know what? Guess what? And 
these are older people. Pelosi, him. These are not me and your age. These are older people. Guess what? They're still alive. It, I'm tired of seeing this. I'm tired of seeing people in masks. I, every time I would see that mask, I just want to like take it, just pull it back, and have it snap back <laughs> in your face. Like, honestly, like, uh, like, I'd love to like just speak with these people. Like, when you wake up in the morning, are you still that afraid? You, like, what is I, going I will, on? I will say one thing. And we haven't talked about this on here a while. That's how sh- that just showed how dead it was because that's all we could talk about for what it's, two years. It's, now it's nothing. It's still out there. Um, my uh, my dad actually just got COVID this week, and he's he's okay. And this is his first time getting it. First time getting it, but he and he's did he, like, did he have the shot? He got the shots. He got the booster. As I talked to him today, he goes, I got the. He goes, I got all this shit, and I still got COVID. And I'm like. Yeah. Um, and does he regret it now? Um, no, no, I'm gonna, and I'm going to tell you why. And this is the truth. I, I mean, maybe it's not the truth. I don't know. But like, if you do get these boosters, you're still going to get COVID. Yeah. But it ain't going to be as bad as it. Oh, maybe I don't know. But I don't think. And this is you know from what I've seen, you won't get it as bad if you didn't have the the shot. Cause yeah. he's like, I feel okay. He goes, he goes, I just feel like I'm. He goes, I feel sick. And he goes, I'm, I'm, I'm my breathing's fine. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel fine. It's just, you know, I just feel like I'm. Not. He goes, I feel like I kind of had the flu, but he, he, he's like, he's on the mend. Um, so it is still out there, and and and. So for all those people who think like you get it and it's gone, it's it's not. That you can still get it, but um, in terms of the mask, um. You know, it could be that some people found out that, like, hey, if I keep this mask on, I won't get as sick as much. And I'll be honest with you, like, in the two, in the two years I had a, I wore a mask everywhere, I didn't get sick. Um, now, I have a kid in daycare, so that kind of just got rid of that whole thing because I've been sick a bunch of times. Yeah, you're, you're, in, you're in the petri dish of death right Yeah, now. I mean, I get sick. My, my daughter has cocksacky again for the second time. So now I'm kind of like, well, yeah. fucking great. Yeah, when did you ever hear that? Like, you, you've been. You, it's like you a 1930s a disease. <laughs> yeah, you worked in a public space where there was a lot of people. I'm not going to say what it was, but you worked where the general public was a lot. Mm-hmm. I work with the general public a lot. I've never gotten cocksacky, foot and mouth disease. No. Like, that, that ran through my kids' daycare. It's like, where the fuck are these people getting it from? Like, what, what, you know, what garbage can are they licking that they're I getting? I mean, yeah. And I think the reason is. Because, uh, you know, we're vaccinating against this, we're vaccinating against that. I think a lot of these other illnesses now are starting to kind of pop up again. Like, look, now you got fucking monkeypox. Monkeypox is now coming, apparently. I, I don't know. But, I don't know, Tom. I don't know, I don't know this world we live in. It's just not the world I recognized from 20 years ago. No. It's just, uh, just a bunch of I'm bullshit. just happy. Uh, again, you know, I understand why you... you uh, you got the jab, you know, obviously you have a, a young kid. Um, I'm at this point when it, when it comes down to it, I'm glad I never got anything. I'm glad I never wore a mask. I'm like, cause in a way I like, I almost look at it like you have, again, maybe to go back to this, you have these people from the sixties and seventies that were anti-war, you know, free love, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They were, they were the, they were the, uh, the revolutionaries. I almost like consider myself that now because it was like, <laughs> I'm, the, I'm like I'm like the guy that like fought against everything. I fought against the mask. I fought against like, 
and I'm standing my ground. And at this point, I'm like kind of happy about it. Yeah. And I get, I, you know, there's personal reasons for everything. But like, I'm glad I, maybe I'm stubborn, I'm an asshole, whatever you want to call it, but I'm happy like I didn't do this. Like, I, but it, it scares me again because say if I get into a car accident and now I got to go get a blood transfusion, do I get this shit in me? You know, if, if, you, if, if you were to donate blood, hmm. are they going to screen that out? Like, you know, it, it almost I don't seems know. like this was a way. This was a way to infect everyone with this shit. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know how that works. You no, know? like, can I, I can I get can I get a COVID free you know or vaccine free blood? Like, you know, are they going to have like stipulations and? I'm sure there might be a way to. Uh, yeah, I honestly don't know. I don't know. I think there's a high chance you would get it if they're you know if you need a blood transfusion right now. I think there's a very good chance you'll get something. Um, but yeah, I don't know or is how. It, is I don't it know how that be, works. Like, metastasized down so much that you're not going to need it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I can't answer no. that. Yeah, I have no idea. I just like I, I look at it this way. When me and you grew up, we had what eight eight vaccines. We had and it was like for like yeah. polio, like old shit, like you know the plague. We had we had vaccines for that. Like yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but like when. When I take my kids to the pediatricians for their like yearly checkups and shit, mm-hmm. they're like, "Oh, you need to get this." Back. I'm like, "No, the fuck, I don't." Like, <laughs> I didn't get it. They're like, "Well, you know, you need it for school." I'm like, "No, I don't." I... And if it gets to the point where they're like, "Yeah, you, you're gonna need this for school," I'll be like, "All right, well, home they like, they really less they really kind of calm down with that with the whole yeah. year vaccine enter here. So, well, we'll see you next week when we when we go to see uh, Motley Crue. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see what happens then. I guarantee yeah, you're gonna see a ton of people in masks. Then someone's fucking crawling on me. What the fuck, motherfucker! The only thing about being outside, fucking shit's coming out all over the place now. Yeah, normally, like as you can see, the lights are on here. You can see me. Normally, I don't keep these lights on. I, I have like a big spotlight that's like right above my finger on the, the top floor there. There's a spotlight that shoots out in the back. I like it for two reasons. One, if a bear comes rolling up on me, I can kind of see him coming. Yeah, because th- there are bears out here. And two, all the bugs stay up there. So yeah. right now, I've been like swatting flies all night. I see, I've been seeing you. I am too, because I have two yeah. lights here and there. But yeah. that's the only thing I hate about sitting out here in the summer. Me too. And I, I mean, I got like spiders. the, the citronella torch, but it like fucking pumps out black smoke. I mean, granted, I'm smoking a cigar, so my lungs are priority shot. But like, yeah, I mean that the, the shit that comes out of that citronella, I'm like, oh boy, that 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 can't be good for you. Oh no. Sure not. I'll probably get I'll probably get like some sort of fucking crazy lung disease that I'll need a vaccine for because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um You wanna talk about Stranger Things really quick? Yeah, let's get in it. Alright. Uh so I I, fin- I did finish I actually finished it in about a week. I'm very proud Boiler of myself. people. Yeah, well if you if, if it's been out for a couple weeks now, I think it's okay. I uh I um yeah, so I, I, I pumped it out. I, I watched an episode a night pretty much. Um. So, without going into too much detail and dragging this out for another hour, I I, uh, I enjoyed it. I did like it. I liked. Um, I gotta say, I did like that the episodes were long. I yes. know. That, uh, okay, I'm glad you agree because I I thought it fleshed out. I feel like it didn't rush things as opposed to the previous no. seasons. I thought it fleshed out a lot of things. It fleshed out a lot of the new characters. I love the character of uh, uh, Eddie. Yes. He's uh, quickly climbing the ladder as my favorite character on the show, and I kind of hope he sticks around past this really? season. 
Yeah, I like him a lot. Earl like Steve. Ugh, Steve's up. Steve's Steve's uh, S tier. <laughs> Eddie's like uh-huh. A tier. Um, I do, but I will say like I kind of they really have like the the focus used to be like that core four, like the yeah, kids. Spread it out to everyone. They really moved on from that, um, which is good and bad, I guess. Um, because you gotta, you gotta, as a show, you gotta kind of grow, and you gotta grow like the the central cast. Otherwise, it will get boring. At the same time, I do miss, and obviously they can't really do this forever because you know kids grow up. But I miss like how there were kids and like that Goonies sort of atmosphere as the first two seasons had. Yeah. You know, when they were kids, and their focus was that pop culturiness. Yeah, lifestyle. like there was that innocence to them. Like they just Dungeons cared about. Yeah, they just, a... that's all they cared about. They didn't care about girls and like yeah. you know being popular in school. Like they wanted to just be you know they wanted to be kids. And now that's I feel like that's they moved on from that, which I guess they had to. You know, they all the kids are older now. Well, it's um, showing that transition to like teenager girls and. Yeah, you know, girls and boys which and... I guess is, you know, it's a coming-of-age show, so I guess it kind of has yes. to do that. Um, I did like the season. Um, there was a twist at the end that I kind of saw coming, but I, did, I guess I could say it. That guy that was helping Eleven, yes. I had a feeling he was going to be number one. Mm-hmm. He was going to be the first guy, because they kept hinting at... Number, they kept talking about number one, and this guy's around, and he said he's been around there for a while. I'm like, he's, he's probably the first one. Um, did not expect him to be the main bad guy. Yes. I thought the main bad guy was going to turn out to be Barb. <laughs> I liked how they brought her back. They did, and when they showed her in the pool, I'm like, I knew it. I fucking knew it. It's going to be Barb. <laughs> out for revenge. <laughs> But it, it turned out to be him. that And Eleven kind of caused it by, I guess, sending him into the Upside Down. And he mm-hmm. mutated into, like, this monster. Very comic booky, Which very I like. Swamp Thing-like. It, it kind of was like Swamp Thing, yeah. I, I, so I kind of liked that. Like, she was the, she caused it. Like, she started all this shit. And she created this main bad guy without even really knowing it. And what I like is... They haven't done it yet, and maybe this will start being into the second part of it. And this is just my hope for it that they almost like kind of turn on her. What do you mean? Where, where it's revealed that she did cause this, and everyone's like, "Well, thanks a lot, bitch." Like, yeah, you fucked everything up. <laughs> so I, I like that. I the the, the few things the few things I didn't like. Well, let me, the one thing I did like was um. The Russian guy, the one that was helping. I liked him a lot, too. He, he really came through. Like, last season he was good. This year I think he was – he wasn't as funny, but he was what I consider probably one of the main characters for this season. Wait, which Russian guy are you talking about? The guy that helped uh, – what's his name, Escape? Joyce. Yeah. The, the, the one who speaks English, but – Yeah. The one that was uh, – he lived in that like bunker house. Oh no no! I'm th- I'm th- I thought you meant the um, the real Russian, the guy that worked. The, the guy was a, like a legit. No 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 no. The guy that spoke Russian. I loved. Okay, speaking of joy, I liked the. I liked 
when he's like, yeah, I don't know, I, I just <laughs> just did Black Belt against kids. <laughs> and, then he, <laughs> and then he ended up kicking everybody's ass. <laughs> Everyone's ass. So you know when he was at that dojang or whatever the fuck they call it, the, he was beating the shit out of kids. Oh, yeah. He, and you know what, though? That, again, getting back to participation totally trophies, those kids earn those trophies if they beat him. Absolutely, yeah. And that, you know, and that personified the 80s. Because you know what, you would have, I'm sure probably back in the 80s during Cobra Kai, kids were getting, well, obviously in Cobra Kai, what's-his-name was beating the shit out of everyone. Yeah, that's right. It, it like, works out well. Yeah, um, look. The one... The other thing I didn't like was how did he get the package to Joyce? Was it through that the one uh, I guess bad soldier, the treasonous soldier? Was it through him? Yeah, or, like, that's, that's that's the one question that like never kind of got answered. Uh, you... it, it, yeah, he he sent it out. He he okay. ended up sending it out. I liked that him. Ended... I liked him too. Yeah, he was good. The, yeah. Um, I liked how they had the them fighting at all like the gladiator style right and it's funny because the first couple episodes the Russian part I, I, I was getting like really bored with mm-hmm. and then like the last two episodes it became my favorite part of the episodes because it got yeah. so tense like they were around eating dinner and like kind of just like filling up before they fought the monster it made sense it like yeah the, the Doofer brothers really know how to write a story yeah, they. So I, I it was like a that. slow. It, that that point was a very slow burn, but like it, the payoff was fantastic. Like yes. it, it really it it. When it got to that part, I, I like put my cigar down. And I kind of just like I waited for it cause at, at like the last two episodes of those parts. So that I really liked. Um, my major complaint. This is my biggest complaint of the whole thing. Last year was very integral in it, but this year had was barely in it was Nancy's mom yeah yeah and I'm I miss her being in at the at the pool Carabona whatever her name is yeah Yeah, I oh boy she has a nice 80s haircut in this season oh yeah (laughs) I like how her hair really like everyone else like it really kind of defines that part of the 80s (laughs) there because now she's getting like the the big hair hair yeah it is the Peg Bundy hair yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't like that she was not in it a lot. She was, what I did I, like though was the father, because the father had great one-liners in it this year. I still have no idea how he got her. Yeah, like what the? F- he's not rich. <laughs> that yeah, has he, to be. Yeah, has to be. He has. A, he must have a hell elephant trunk, because yeah. he, I I can't. I don't know how the fuck he got her. He's just a fucking board of wood. <laughs> but you know though that that's probably like that way that it was in the eighties. I guess so, but you know, he, he probably rolled up in a fucking, you know, El Camino in the seventies, and she got all fucking hot and bothered, and then he sold his soul to to the corporation, and yeah, yeah, maybe. He's, and it's funny because she's like the by physical appearance is the perfect eighties mom, and he's like the perfect eighties dad. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, yeah. Um. This uh, this season was very like Nightmare on Elm Elm Street ish. Yes. Um, I liked that. I liked that it was, they really amped up the horror in it. Yeah. Um, definitely a lot of positives. I don't know if I liked it better than season three. Cause season three to me was just like you had the Star Court Mall. It was like very like, it was like very eighties in your face. The public pool. Yep. Like that is a very eighty. Like that's I I went to a public pool in the eighties all the time, yeah. Homestead Village. 
So it, it just kind of, um, it just really kind of, yeah, it, it, it definitely like hit home for me. Like I, I, the Star Court Mall reminded me of Orange Plaza, <laughs> the old, the old Orange Plaza in Middletown. Um, so, uh, season three still ranks as my, probably my favorite season still, but this one was, was very good and I can't wait for it to come back in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Only two episodes, but I think like each episode is like two hours long or something. Yeah, like they're that. like almost like movies. Yeah. Well, you could say the same thing about this season. I think the last episode was like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. So it's like I was watching a movie every night. And it, it again, like I liked how they they took the time to tell these stories, whereas opposed to the other seasons, they couldn't really do that. And I, saw, I read an interview with the guys, and they said that the reason why is because they had so much time because of COVID. They had all this time to kind of like they, they didn't have a an end date, or like a deadline to get this done by. They kind of just went as they were going, and they ended up with these really long episodes. And they were able to flesh out characters and the storylines, and it really worked well. And I hope that kind of resonates into the last season, and they do kind of like the same thing where they they, I'll take seven episodes if every episode's like an hour and a half long. Yeah, I'll I'll I could take that, so. So, yeah, that's our episode. Yeah, that's and it's our an episode. hour and forty minutes. It, it is. You're right. Very good. <laughs> All right. Um, if you like this episode or Stranger Things, you can find us on Twitter, Bullring PC, Instagram, Bullring PC, Facebook under Joe Tom. You can find us on uh, Google Podcast, Podbean, Podcoin, Spotify, and Apple Music. Hit the subscribe button and rate and review us so so other people can find us. Anything like to add before we go? Did you see Top Gun yet? Do you plan on seeing Top Gun? No, I'll, I'll wait till it comes out. I do. Really? I will say I was talking to my cousin last week, and he saw it in that 4DX or whatever it is. Really? I, I, yeah, I didn't know about it, but apparently is you sit in a seat and it's like a roller coaster. Like if the plane takes off, like the seat goes back, and you feel like water splash against your face and. Really? Yeah, he said it was like a Disney World ride. He goes, he goes about halfway through. You kind of got used to it, and it didn't really like have that effect. But when it first happens, I guess like at the beginning of the movie, like you're just like, whoa, holy shit! So I kind of regret not being able to see see it in theaters like that. But honestly, like I, you know, I I, I see too many movies as as it is. Like I gotta kind of weed out some shit. So I'll wait till it comes out and on streaming next week or whatever it is. Yeah, it'll be out any time now. Yeah, so. So. Well, maybe I'll give my review next week. Yeah, give it next week. Next week. So, alright, well, until next time, I am Joe. I'm Tom. And we'll see you next time right here on Bulls in the Ring.
Hey, this podcast is still going on? Everyone's forgot about the king. All right, goodbye.